Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Bali has a performer. And Dr. Tom's a drag queen <laughs> today, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. <laughs> and we're here to give you our professional professional, professional <laughs> review on RuPaul's Drag Race. Race Season 15. So let's raise a glass and start spilling the GNT. Podcast Clank, everyone, welcome back to another podcast review of RuPaul's Drag Grace, our favourite show. Who I was being. You were being Kim Woodburn. <laughs> no, it was actually Joanna Lumley I was going for. Oh, Tom, I was getting Kim. <laughs> <laughs> All roads lead to Kim. I was, yeah, I was getting Kim. I'm sorry. All that's what, that's what I was getting. <laughs> welcome to another podcast review um, of RuPaul's Drag Grace, our favourite show. One mm-hmm. of our favourite shows. Oh, absolutely, in the world. Outside of Drag Grace, we love um, denim, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. cars. Did I say that right? <laughs> Cores, cars, and cores, cores. cores. I took that from um, Kimmy Schmidt, the um, oh, the yeah. fabulous Titus and Jomadon, who is my spirit animal. Do you know what my favorite bits in that as well? Again, you know, people like masquerading as straight. Yeah, there's the builder that he dates, and um, that's um, pretty hot. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, oh, I, I need, I, you know, I was, I, I've got, I've even got a hot chick painted on the back of my pickup, and he puts up the thing, and it's Tilda Swinton. Of course, she's beautiful and gorgeous, but like, no, she's not somebody straight guys talk about. Is she? She's like gay guys adore the yeah. glamour and the. It was like it was, it was it was it's the modern day equivalent yeah. of saying, "Are you a friend of Judy?" Uh huh. Are you a friend? As of Tilda? In, are you a friend of Judy? If you got a Tilda Swinton and you say she's hot, <laughs> yes, it's oh, absolutely. Oh, I see. Oh, you. I get you. Okay, I understand. cool. Yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. <laughs> wink, wink. Just around the corner. Do you know where it is? Could you show me? Could the you? one with the glory hole. <laughs> Shut up. A lot of singing going on up in here. (laughs) Um, So, what are we doing? Where are we? Uh, Who are you? How'd you you get in? Review Drag Race. So, it's season 15. Season 15. And. do a quick rundown of where we're up to with wins and stuff just before we go into the episode. Okay, cool. Give me your give me Tom, give me your personal power ranking. My personal power ranking. Yeah, okay, because it doesn't necessarily equal wins. I mean, yeah. S- Sasha is just all over it. Sasha is she's got a win, she's off and high, she's lovable and she's talented. Sasha is on it like a pigeon she's on She's off ship. and high, but we don't we don't endorse drugs on this podcast. Well, we're, we're Complex we, topic. we also don't drug. Oh, sorry. We also don't judge either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I say drug. It's just rhyme. Oh, it's so similar. No, yeah, I'm not here to judge. You do you. You uh, do you. I think she lives in California, doesn't she? So you know, legalized <laughs> weed and all that. Go on. Um, I even though they don't have wins, I feel like Mistress and Marsha often high, big personalities in this season. You said you felt. I feel, I feel. And also, I said I felt, Coco yeah. Montrese. I felt. I felt. I you felt. felt. And up there, I guess, I always also see Lucy. Um, and Anitra's just got something about her. And looks, that confidence, that fashion. Yeah. This, for me, on paper, mm-hmm. the, the, the most powerful uh, queens are Sasha and Lux and mm. Lucy. Mm-hmm. On, on paper. Um, but I'm putting Mistress up there because sometimes you just need to follow your heart, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your heart so, leads you to Mistress. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she, she, she's there for me. There's something about it. The old school. The do you know what I love about her? You know what pisses me the most? I remember when I, I've got, I've got um, two two sisters and I've got <laughs> four brothers. Yes, um, and the. The one way you could piss me off mm-hmm. is when you're making fun of me or you're saying something about me that's you know obviously to taunt, mm-hmm. and you say it with a straight face and uh-huh. as if nothing bothers you, and that was the most frustrating thing when you're trying to fight with your brothers <laughs> and your sisters, and Mistress just has that in abundance. Yes, she she is from the house of abundance with with that that stone face where she's just like. Oh. I like love it's, it's borderline gaslighting, but I, there's nothing with that I love. You know, not when you're on the receiving end, as like, we as we found out later on. But it's mm-hmm. just so bitchy, and I love it. I Let's love call it. a spade a spade. Mistress loves a bit of drama. She loves a little bit of instigation, but she's creating fantastic TV for us. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but we've got some some great queens here. But for me, so far, Sasha's. Sasha's my number one. Is there any up there with Lucy? Actually, Lucy, yeah. Sasha, and Mistress are there for me. You know what, Lux Noir. 
is being slept on. She's actually killing the competition. She's really, really good. And I'm so surprised that she wasn't given more credit for her verse in the uh, in last too. week's challenge. Yeah. I'm, I'm really surprised because she, she and Marsha mm-hmm. were in the same team. They just absolutely killed it. Both very, very good. Very good. Um, and but instead they chose to put uh, mistress up there, and I there's room for everyone. Let's well, just say that she was still really, really good, and they were your favourite group, absolutely. Um, but um, yeah, we you know they were giving her a moment in the spotlight. We would have chosen her the queens, but there we go. I want to I want to throw some questions at you before we get into the episode oh, because God. so far mm. our podcast is longer than the episodes. <laughs> They are. Well, they have to be at the moment. I mean, we'd have... We're making... Literally. We're working overtime to make sure you get your 90 minutes, We're everyone. not shortchanging you guys. Yeah. We're not MTV. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, they are going back to 90 minutes. They are, but as in of, March. Yeah, as of what, what date of March? Uh, 10th or something. Okay. So we can look forward to that, but I guess it's when the real f- f- friend of WeHo is over. Tom, we can say fags. We can say fag as much as we want. Yeah, we are a pair we're of real fags of, of WeHo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> let's just call it that going forward. Of I was playing on Poppy's funny joke, though, you know. I I, I know. I, I you've see seen you. the episode. <laughs> yeah, I watched Tamar. I, I watched the show Tamar. <laughs> Can okay, I wait for Alexis to come back. Oh my god, yeah. you have no idea how much I love Alexis, Michelle. Tamar, do you even watch the show? Tamar, oh. do you watch? Where does Cher come into this? <laughs> she just always does with Alexis. You know what? As a gay, to I'll be honest, as a gay, Cher mm. just comes into every. Personification. Every every time you try to do someone, it it kind of slowly blends. I was thinking you spin me around yesterday, and it became shit. I was doing you my best. Spin Pete me right around, baby, right wrong. No, I was. You literally did that, singing it like Pete Burns. And Tom, you don't have the longest hair, but you know, as gays do, you know, you I've can got be... something to flick though. I've got a bit of a fringe. Sure, sure, Jan, you got that. It's got movement. It's got yeah. body. Yeah. So I've got some questions before we get into it now. From what I'm seeing, there's a lot of outside drama mm, mm. going on outside of the show. Um, I've noticed more online drama between the girls this season. My mm. question to you is, do you think that the girls are trying to be Alexis Michelle and becoming producers <laughs> and creating their own drama outside of the show? A, publicity. Mm. And it's bad publicity. <laughs> 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 um, sorry. And if, bad if you get there, then you're our kind of people. Oh, if you understand that quote, we should be going up. She did um, it for publicity, and it's bad, bad publicity. publicity. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that they 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 are kind of conjuring up their own kind of drama outside of the show, so that obviously to keep themselves current, to get people more people watching the show, to make up for the loss of time? I guess we're talking about things like we're not talking about examples where there have been vile, toxic fans who've gone after the queens because that's not drama. That's just horrible. Um, it happened to Malaysia this past week as well. The poor girl was getting all kinds of vile threats. Completely unacceptable. We're talking about more of the stuff where like this past week or uh, said at Roscoe's, didn't she? She was I, th- I thought it was quite an innocuous comment. And she was asked directly. I think it was something like, who did you? get on least well with on the cast and she answered the question and said oh you know i liked everybody on the cast and we're all great now but at the time i didn't really vibe with mistress and lux and then there was a whole thing on twitter uh, where mistress and lux weren't very happy about that and like a few weeks ago with the whole like um robin and amethyst like dating thing there's a bit of back and forth on twitter about that so i yeah like i think you pose an interesting question um Thank you for asking that question. I'll be, yeah, I'll be <laughs> pondering Chanel, it. Chanel, what did you say? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for asking, because I nominate myself. Uh, I love, I want to see Chanel back on our screens. Can we have Chanel and Alexis Michelle on the same season? That'd be, that'd be oh great. My God. Go on, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I guess I don't really know the answer to that. If, I, if they are, then it's an interesting approach, because... I can see why they would do it because like social media engagement has definitely dropped and it's noticeable over the years in terms of the queens who accumulate followers when they go on the show. It used to be that you'd have an uplift of 100,000, 200,000 pretty soon after going on the show. But now because we live in a world where there's 20 seasons of Drag Race a year and so many queens to follow, that just doesn't happen anymore on platforms like Instagram. So it may be a way of engaging the public and building a social media following. If so, I don't think this is the right time to 
do it because we've seen a lot of toxicity from the fans and I wouldn't, if I were them, I would not court that. What do you think? I I just think that, I don't know. I think there's a culture of, especially with Drag Race, there's a culture of openly airing your drama online. Mm. And it's for, for me, it's, for example, if I had beef with a friend, mm. I would message them directly. Privately. Privately. So mm-hmm. there's always the option to Carry privately. Yep. Yeah, just to privately um, message someone and kind of deal with that drama there. Mm. But they willingly, and they do do it. They 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 do do. They do do. Um, they go online and they and they make it public. So there has to be a part of that mm-hmm. drama that they want out there. And, and and then you have to also think, what is the reason for that? Yeah. Is it a because I'm trying to call you out, and it's not it's not cool for you to try to apologize to me in person. I want mm-hmm. I want to make sure that everyone knows what you're doing. Or b is it actually just kind of. Is this part of the game? Yeah, you, you do. You pose such an interesting question. I'm taking another example, Irene and Orion's story. At the beginning of the season, Irene again went on Roscoe's, made what I felt was, it was a bit shady, but it was a drag queen joke about Orion, kind of early out kind of thing. And Orion took it really personally, and there was beef, open beef on Twitter. Sometimes I feel that queens from past seasons, especially queens who maybe didn't, who aren't getting the engagement that they should and could get, mm. the second that their name's being put out there, mm. they jump on it because this, this is an opportunity for them to become, you know, mm. I say um, in brackets, relevant, because they are relevant, but like it, yeah. it makes them more relevant for them to come and respond to that. Yeah. I, I just think, let's see how this unfolds over the rest of the season. There may be a whiff of, like you say, produced drama about it i think that's a really interesting theory Mm. um i guess my personal opinion on that is i understand why they might do that but it's not something i would personally advocate because of the toxicity we've seen from trolls absolutely Mm. okay should we get into the show yeah it's been a hot minute we've only seen literally the teeniest of the first parts of the uh, episode but we thought that mm-hmm. something relevant came up that i'd like to have a quick chat about it's very interesting and yeah. i guess like people who listen regularly will know that we don't really we don't watch untucked within the scope of the review of the episode because it's too many spoilers and stuff in there it doesn't work yeah so we watch it afterwards and we did watch it last week and there were we were so quite the moment yes we watched the last week and mm. we were so tempted to do to be honest Second i almost i almost yes. took your phone yeah. and i was gonna go on instagram live mm. um oh just to talk about it because it was just like so, a celebrity it was just happening oh in the moment yes God. to all our three people who would join us and i <laughs> To all, th- all three all of you. loyalist. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much, darling. Who would they yeah. be? Yeah, it would be Frank from Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did you, that lovely message oh, from Frank. Tom, message. come Frank, on. Frank from Hong I'll be my Kong new friend, my new, yeah. my, my new gym friend. Frank said, yes, uh, James. God. Currently listening to DRC season two while waiting patiently for this episode. You two are brilliant. The most fun and unbiased drag race review out there said what I said. That's very, very lovely and kind. Yeah. But we've got lo- lovely people been listening so long, like Anna and Charlie. Shock on milk, just so many lovely people. I see my new friend James, and he just kind of like spoke over. Oh, yeah. hi James. Hi J- what, James. Sells- I love. <laughs> hey, hey babes. Yeah, I've uh, missed out a bunch of names there, but we've got so many lovely people who've been listening to yeah, us. Yeah, so, so you know, it was so kind. But the thing is, I was I was just reminded because in the first five minutes of the episode, we've just stopped this. As you know, we watched the show. It's, it's like as it's, it's a, it's like a, a Roscoe's live viewing. What we That's, do is we watch it. With that cut. Yes. With we, that cut. We're better. <laughs> we watch the show and then we stop and mm. then we discuss it. Then we continue the show. Then we stop. We watch it once through. And the reason we do this is because we don't want to have spoilers mm-hmm. and we release it into the world before we actually see what people say because we don't want other people's opinions to affect what we think and how we feel about it. Instant notifications are off. Yeah, so so that's what we're doing. So I want to discuss something that we've just saw that was kind of brought up from last week's Untucked. It was mm. Malaysia. It was, let's say it was Malaysia versus Master and Lux. Yeah. Now, what had happened? What had happened was... What had happened? Trey didn't like the session, <gasps> but uh, he didn't so kill me. He gutted me. He gutted me. And then he set me on fire. But, but I didn't die. die. 
I crystallize. I crystallize. And now I'm a glamazon bitch, right? Stomp the wrong way. <laughs> I crystallize. And I became. Who was that girl that wore crystals all over her face? To the. To oh, Doja Cat. And I became Doja Cat. But um, Black Pepper did an amazing oh, um, recreation of Black that. Pepper. Black Pepper is fashion. What, what are your thoughts? So what happened was mm. there was an issue. You you say you you talk you tell me this this situation because my it's... main impression of it. So I, some of the contention was around the use of the word bullying. So I guess you know just uh, traveling back to last week, it all boiled down to tension basically between um, Sasha and uh, Miss uh, Malaysia versus Lux and Mistress, and in, in who all wanted the heavy metal um, themed song, um, and Mistress and uh, Lux. I think in that moment, thought they were having a fun, shady kiki. Both of them are very, very confident queens. And let's face it, when you're on the show, there's room to be a bit cutthroat and try and get what you want. It's not just the room. I think there's an expectation to yep. amplify everything. If you're angry, you need to be the angriest. Mm-hmm. If you're being a bitch, you need to be a, a, a bitchier. And you're in a pressure cooker away from your support system, very high pressure work. Um, with the whole world watching you. So everything's a bit amplified. Um, Malaysia and Sasha were quite annoyed. And we said to Sasha in particular, Sasha's not really involved in this in a prolonged way, but the, the mama in her jumped out. And But Malaysia felt it quite personally and it came up again in Untucked. So what Malaysia said to Lux was that she felt bullied in that moment. And so I'm in no way going to invalidate that sentiment because that was her experience. And I did think it, you know, in that moment, Malaysia's feeling something. I think she's drawing or she's being reminded of some past trauma here. I think, you know, we we know as queer people that a lot of queer people experience a lot of bullying. Um, And I really do think that she was re-traumatized by something she and reminded of something that she'd experienced in the past Lux in that moment in Untucked I thought in a very genuine way felt taken aback by the word bullying because it was not her intent to be that way and I think part of her felt quite shocked and maybe sad that it was experienced that way because it wasn't her intent Marsh jumped in I think to try and mediate but in a way that was a bit blunt and Malaysia did not like that at all Again, I think she was in a state of heightened emotion and she shut Marsha down. Marsha's no longer involved in this, really. But it co- the, what does happen is it comes up again when they're back in the room, isn't it? And there's a quite an exchange here between Mistress and Malaysia, who seem being very friendly with them before. These two girls have a lot of common ground. Um, they've got similar sort of drag backgrounds, kind of pageantry. I'm not actually sure where Malaysia's from. Is she Southern as well? Um, Mistress know. is, anyway. Um, and, you know, uh, similar experiences with kind of families and like religion and that kind of thing. Um, but they're kind of, they're, yeah, the relationship is not, it's not at a high here. And um, again, I, I, I just genuinely think that Malaysia is being re-traumatized by something. Her experience is very, very valid. But I don't think Mistress's intent is to bully, nor Lux's. What do you think? I literally just said in the beginning of the episode before mm. we watched it that there's nothing more frustrating when you're trying to argue or trying to talk mm. to someone who is gaslighting you in the sense that they're just with a straight face. They're saying that they're going to do what they're going to do mm. and, they, and they kind of feed off the fact that you're getting more and more emotional. And I think Mistress and Lux knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. They were, they were, they were serious, but they also knew what they were doing when they were winding her up. Did they think that was a bit of fun? They did. And they, they didn't appreciate the true emotional toll it was taking on there. Malaysia. That's yeah. what I think. I think that mm-hmm. they didn't realize actually Malaysia's getting absolutely pressed there. Yeah. And I, and because they were having fun. And if it could have easily felt like bullying when it was um, yeah. Luxtress, you know, Lux and Mistress they versus looked, just Malaysia. They looked a bit like Mean Girls, didn't they? They mm. looked a little bit like Regina George and Gretchen over there kind of kikiing and pushing buttons and having fun but Malaysia did not experience it as fun and that's completely valid I appreciate that Marsha as soon as she felt Malaysia say stop in her own words Malaysia's own words say no no don't do that Malaysia backed off straight away Marsha did sorry Marsha sorry when Malaysia when Marsha interjected and Malaysia shut her down I really do appreciate that Marsha just was like okay I'm stepping back because she wasn't really involved anyway mm, but um I think 
She kind of just got caught in the crossfire, didn't she? That reminded me a bit of maybe behavior we should have seen in previous seasons um, because we are aware of the dynamic that can play out when a black queen is in an argument with a white queen and how the fans, not fans, sorry, racist trolls dogpile on the black queen and paint them as aggressive and all these negative stereotypes. And it was spoken no truer and more, more transparently with the vixen. Absolutely. And the, the, vixen, vi- right. you know, the, the vixen was, for me, everyone's like, oh, she's such an angry, oh, she, you know, peer, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you think about her. And I remember I was in London in this time mm-hmm. and I remember other POCs saying that, oh, vixen's too much. Mm. But that was the first time that I actually got to see what vixen was talking about. Vixen yeah. said, no, 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 because Aquaria started crying and Vixen said, she, she, she literally shot, shut her down and said, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You need to stop because this will always read to the cameras yeah. as the big, black, loud girl yep. bullying the little white girl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's, that's actually quite true. And I found, mm-hmm. it, I found it quite shocking that my other POC friends didn't see it that way. They kind mm-hmm. of still dogpiled on Vixen. But what Vixen had said there echoes through every season. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's happening right now. We're yeah. seeing, but I'm really happy that Marsha just pulled back because I think Marsha understands the impact. Yes. I thought she was very have, sensible. Yeah. It was the impact that it would have on her yeah. as a, a black queen bullying this little twink. And let's be honest, the most protected species in the LGBT is the white twink. And to be fair, Marsha has been very vocal about the hate that's been directed towards Mistress and other queens of colour in this season. So I do think Marsha gets it and that was very responsible of her to say, okay, okay, I probably shouldn't have said that and I'm not going to feed into this dynamic that could lead to hate being directed at Malaysia. So I guess kind of like we're at a point now where uh, Malaysia, uh, again, she was very emotionally shut down and didn't feel like she could discuss it any further. Mm. There was a big audience. Tom, I need you to take a sip. Why? Because I I I need to. Because I have something to say, but also, (laughs) just take a sip. The best quote of the season has come out. Oh my God, it was so good. The best quote of the season has come out. Just a bit of lightness in this, yeah. During the altercation... Mm. Where Sasha got involved in was kind of like creating peace between, mm-hmm. you know, Mistress. <laughs> I can't stop. Between Mistress and Ed. Between Mistress, um, Malaysia, Sasha, and everyone, she says, I don't appreciate Sasha <laughs> trying to utilize every moment to teach us something. Like she's fucking Dumbledore. <laughs> I, I just love that. I'm in love with it. I'm going to get it on a mug. I'm getting it on a t-shirt. So I'm going to get tattooed on my ass. Just get just get a mug that says you're not fucking Dumbledore. You're not fucking Dumbledore. Who, who do you think you are, Dumbledore? <laughs> every time, Tom, every time from now on, every time you say something, you're trying to patronize me. I'm like, hold on, hold on. This ain't no teaching moment. You're not Dumbledore. What do you think you are? Dumbledore. <laughs> I think it's so, so good. It's but amazing. Th- that I love was it. a very good moment of lightness in among this. So we're left in a situation now where I think Malaysia's emotions are activated and she shut down, doesn't feel like she can really discuss it any further. I hope it comes back later in the episode where they can have a peaceful resolution because I do think these queens have a lot in common and, and they they did have a bond before this. And Mistress seems to feel frustrated, I think that her intent is misconstrued. I don't think Mistress set out to hurt anybody. I think she likes having shady fun and kikiing and cutting up. A drag queen? Exactly. A drag queen? A doing drag all queen? This. Being shady? And I think she's a bit frustrated as to how that's come across and that she did actually say sorry. She did do that slightly naughty thing. I'm sorry if, if I made if you feel If I this made way. you. Yeah. And like, mm, no, you, you're sorry that you made the person feel that way. You take responsibility exactly. for that. So I, I, I don't like the. But I'm it, sorry. If you felt it was that in I the did moment, this. they may have. A it's like when you hit someone, and then you say, "Well, I'm sorry if you felt I hit you." I'm you, sorry if you I hit broke me. Your nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry if you feel that my punch broke your nose. Um, that is that your experience yeah. that my punch broke your nose? See, excuse me, you punched my nose. Say sorry that you did the action, <laughs> not if my feelings were that. This is what I experienced. I think that's silly. I but hate that I think say that. part of that was like the emotion of the moment and neither was backing down. They're at a bit of a stalemate. And I hope they have a more heartfelt exchange later, but we'll, we'll see. 
Okay, now let's go past the first five minutes and see what actually. This is we're only like five minutes in, and, and a lot has like, been uncovered. Oh, before we go next, yeah, can yes. I just say I had a very very funny interaction with Willem on the Instagram oh, this week. Do tell. Um, so like often, um, like when I post, um, it's I get it's, I feel very very lucky sometimes. I get very very nice comments from the queens. It's usually something like "Thanks for the love" or queens like and designers and designers actually, yeah. Um, uh, thanks for love and kind of heart emojis, that kind of thing. I've had that from Marsha, Mistress this season. So, so lovely. Um, but I posted, because I do a lot of throwback ones, I posted Willem in the Dolce & Gabbana coat that um, was uh, also worn by Sarah Jessica Parker mm-hmm. in Sex and the City in that um, episode. And, you know, Willem, bless her heart, and I love her so much for this, she put, like, a paragraph of, like, backstage tea uh, like she was actually an extra in that scene um, and she said she coveted that coat from that moment and then got it later I want to say the my most favourite thing about their Instagram interaction mm. is that usually when you post something mm-hmm. the queens just say thank you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they send you hearts yeah. they say they appreciate you know you posting but well, in typical Willem fashion, she was. This was improv. It was a yes and. It really was. A she yes went. And I she love went. Her oh, so much for here's it. some more information about me. Yeah. And then she went off. And then she. And you know what? I would expect nothing less. Willem is the original CV salesman. CV salesman name dropper queen. And and we love her for that. And she knows that. And if, if I, I saw could, Willem when I was performing at did, London Pride, you did you interacted and, with her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I, I remember I was like, well, should I go up to her and say hi? Because she was in the tent, mm-hmm. two tents down from me backstage. Because I think she was a couple of numbers after. So, mm-hmm. so I was I was there getting ready to go on stage, and you know I was warming up mm-hmm. backstage, and I saw her, and I'm like, no, no. I remember Scarlet Envy, yeah, came up to me, and she says, oh, don't be nervous, don't oh. be nervous. And I was so in, cute. In my head, I'm like, I'm not nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cute sentiment. Yeah, though. Bless I was her. like, so I'm, nice of I was like, I'm not nervous. Um, mm. I'm gonna, if anything, I'm my my. I'm gonna try not outshine the performer <laughs> that I'm back back up dancing for. Wasn't it with um Billy Porter? I was yeah. Billy was Porter. it Billy Porter? You know, everyone knows Billy Porter. But then I also did uh, the backup dancing for some of the queer artists. Yes. Um, but it was great. It was great, and and Willem was there. A lot of the drag queen girls were there. But yeah, it was cute. Did you say hi to Willem in the end? I, I said hi to her. Yeah, I said hi to all of them. But she was sitting there alone in her tent, alone in the VIP. Yeah, and then I was like, oh no, I'm not going to distract her. Yeah. She's probably trying to get in her zone. And also, she was on like some kind of hoverboard thingy. Oh, she did. She was that. She did that in the show. Did she? Did she? Mm-hmm. she loved yeah. that. No, it was great. It was great. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally support her. A Willemin just through through like mm. a backup story on my life. Everyone, welcome to Bolo, the performer. <laughs> yes, he is. I don't lie in our intro. Can I just say as well? I've never ever kind of said Willem as like a dream person to go on an All Stars because it'll never ever happen. But she is. If it, if there's a perfect world where she would, she'd be my number one to come back and should win. She's she. People forget she had two wins at the point she'd been disqualified. Um, she was really front runner. And she gave the best CV. Okay, let's get and back to Drag Race. she was the one, uh, one of the few calling out Sharon for racist language backstage yes. as well. People don't realise the how cool Willem how, is. Um, how amazing she is. And mm. not just... I think people see her play that ditzy blonde. She's one of the most intelligent so drag smart. queens. Mm. I mean, no, I, probably people didn't know this, but no one died at Stonewall. <laughs> No one, no, 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 one died, no one died at Stonewall. And thanks to Willem, we know that. Tom, we digress. <laughs> we have Let's to get back to the show. Yeah. Before we get into um, the Maxi Challenge, which is Daytona Wins 2. So if you don't remember, it was the farting acting challenge they did on season 13, season 14, season 14, 14. Which the girls all did fabulous performances in. But yeah, we weren't agree, huge agree. fans of the fart sound effects. Like, you know what? I'll be honest. I laughed at the first two. Yeah, not because it was funny, but because they didn't know, and like I felt like I was in on a joke that they weren't mm-hmm. um, exposed. Yeah, so you know that kind of funny. But then it kind of got like a bit like okay, right. This is yeah, definitely. It's a very good episode though. It's a non-elimination episode. Um, 
and there were a lot of really it was hard to choose a winner McSoon yeah I'm about to burst I mean she was super <laughs> Jasmine, cute in that Jasmine Jasmine was adorable yeah um, but you what, know what about Dyer Camden Angeria Willow all fab I got out and I got lost in the email <laughs> so Gee, I thought that was great I, I, I was a touch of um, Moira Rose mm. combined with um, Jennifer Coolidge. Definitely. Deja, I felt that. Deja got underrated again. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. But wasn't she in the top? I don't think she was because it was a top two lip sync. Oh, and it, it was, was Camden it was versus Bosco. versus Dyer versus, Ka- uh, versus Camden. Bosco was great as well. Yeah. Like, absolutely. It, it was very, very hard to pick Mine, tops for that one. What I, I remember distinctively feeling um, a, a bit of. I felt a bit of a way. I felt a certain way against Michelle because Michelle was laughing along with Rue because, you know, she's just a follower. <laughs> well, in this sense, she was. Usually yeah. I love Michelle because she gave, um, who was it? Rockham Sakura mm-hmm. shit for oh, her verse. Remember? Absolutely. A high kick to a, a fire can send a grown man home crying to us, you know, and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. think you know me. You yeah. don't know me. Na, 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 yeah. na, 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 na. And then they made her think she was going home. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so mm-hmm. she was like, she was, she gave that feedback saying, what was that line? A, a fart? And then all of a sudden she's like cracking up next to Rue in this, in this, in this whole episode around. You know, popping wind. jokes. Pumps. Popping wind. Pumps. Pumps. Pumps, as we call them. Pumps. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit of a funny episode because, yeah, amazing performances from the queens, but we didn't appreciate the... Because it's 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 crass. It's because trite, we're classy. Actually. It's trite, actually. It's trite. Up there, acting the grand dame. Uh, I think we're classy, and we are classy because we are classy. <laughs> but on to the current data anyway. Not before you- we go on there, before we go on there... Yeah. I do want to say it was lovely to see Malaysia and yeah. Mistress talk it out. Talked it out like sisters. They're cool. Nobody needs to worry about them. Nobody needs to send anybody any hate. They're cool. Yeah. They love each other. They there just is. had a bit of a spat, as human beings do. As we all do. Yes. As we all do. Now, yeah. we've just seen Daytona Wins Part 2, the performance done by these queens. And do you know what's going through my head? Several things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why do we watch the show? As <laughs> up there. And then I remind myself, because actually, there's a very talented queen mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. fall victim to the shenanigans oh. of a producer and a production team and RuPaul. The next thing that I thought of is, um, I said, how sad for these queens. How sad, how sad. Imagine being a well-respected queen. Mm-hmm. Who was high? Who, who was looked at? You know, with like wow, stardom, yeah, like a well-known queen in your local area, like yeah. a top dog. Yeah, and then you have to go and do this. This was weird. Um, we had a couple of thoughts about the directorial style. Obviously, they were going for like a sitcom vibe, which I did get. But in some ways, it was almost Lynchian. It was very like David Lynch in how weird it was. It reminded me specifically of this thing. Um, David Lynch did this um, kind of like show within a show, which he does in a lot of his films, called Rabbit. I think it was on Inland Empire. I can't remember now. But Rabbit, and it was rabbits living in a house, and it was a bit like a sitcom, a bit like a drama, but all the laughs and the pauses and stuff were in weird places just to create this sense of like absurdity, like this unsettling feeling. And that's what this Daytona wins gave me. I felt it was absurd and unsettling. And you mentioned Kill Bill type elements as well. Very I mean, Tarantino. It was very, obvious, very Tarantino, mm-hmm. you know, trying to put themselves into a sitcom. With the kind of wee, woo, wee bits whenever anybody like and came that, into a and room. And that crossfade yeah, with yeah, another yeah. image. Yeah. I I just felt like, you know what, these queens got to do what they got to do. I think it, Again, from a production point of view, it would work better if they'd just gone for it's a silly sitcom like um, um, the one where they were in prison in season four. Get those nuts away from my face. Mm. Like they played it as just a very silly Tom, sitcom. Tom, why don't you correct RuPaul when she says William? Because <laughs> she's got a $10,000 check. Okay. $100,000 check. Thank you. Um, I will say it was a treat to see RuPaul directing this time. 
she does not do that very often anymore. She usually delegates it. Love seeing her having this form of interaction with the girls. Want to see more of it. Now, let's just go with, our, with what we thought. Let's just let our mind wander. Just just splatter your thoughts about this production. <laughs> oh, please, that language. Please. I think Lucy. Yeah. Lucy and Anitra, actually, they're good, solid actors. Very, very good. Very, very they're, good. They're queens who got the brief, who mm-hmm. understand it's a sitcom and there's a certain way to act for sitcom. So good. I mean, it's not Grey's Anatomy. They knew that. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Or Grey's Anatomy. Um, so they were very... I think they were they were great. They were very solid in their characters. Mm-hmm. Anitra's Anitra especially and so they both equally were amazing. Yep. They and, didn't have main roles, but they were so solid yes. in their performances that I was convinced that you know they should actually try an yep. audition for television pieces. I completely agree with that. Anitra's got a real sense of comedy. The bit where she was she got get those notes away from my face, the bit where she was looking in the urn, opening and shutting it. Very sitcom She just, like, gets it, and it was very, very good. There's a, there's Lucy a cert- was the same with her little expressions, the eye movements. She reminded me of Chad in that um, that, that same prison one from season four. Prison, honey. The Tucker Ho. So yeah, yeah. You say prison, and I think... Um, prison, honey. India Fira. India and um, uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. Prison, honey. I um, they were both yeah, very good. There is a way, and then if you're a avid watcher of RuPaul's Drag Race, you'd know there's a certain style of acting. Mm-hmm. The RuPaul's Girls School for Girls for acting, yes. and there's a certain way that they've learned to act, which appeases RuPaul. Yeah, and it's when you overact to the point of like trying to make your face look silly, mm-hmm. trying to make everything funny and mm-hmm. with, with no control just for the sake of going over the top and a lot of the girls who come into the show with no acting experience kind of jump to doing that yeah. because they know that hey this works well in the past and they do that and certainly goes for victim to that and i did kind of see that um in, in today's episode i saw it in aura i saw and yeah. I, I saw a, a bit of it in jacks um yeah. So let, let's speak about Aura and Jack. I saw, I absolutely saw it in Spice. Yeah. So those three girls, I think, I think um, Aura was working really, really hard. We obviously see that she swapped roles with Mistress, which I actually think was the right thing to do. I think she would have struggled with the fancy role. I really do think she would have struggled with that. Um, but I completely agree. It's about, it's about not really... It's about that there's like a certain kind of like sitcom vibe that they're looking for. Like, you know, it's very like married with children. It's very the nanny. It's very those classic US shows. And if you if you don't get it, you don't get it. And I could see Jackson Aura working really, really hard and trying their best, but just not quite hitting the right notes. Um I thought Aura in particular struggled with like the emphasis of like there were lots of drag race references in here. Like Aura's big line was any hall is a goal. And obviously we know that from um, Aquarius Aquarium. Melania in Snatch Game. And it was any hall is a goal. It was very like musical and she just didn't hit the right notes. And then there's that. There's me Rick saying Morris. I, I was perfect there. Obviously. It, was, it was. And then the, also the rigor Morris. Yes. Do you mean rigor Morris? Which is the detox versus um, Alyssa? Alyssa, yeah. Which is you know, versus. you kind of. I mean, or, or do you watch the show? Do you watch the show, girl? Do you watch the show? Like I seriously, did, I, it really did come down to that mm-hmm. because a lot of we also got those get those nuts away from. There were so many references, but like Anita hit that past. perfectly, yeah. Whereas Aura did not. So she, I could see her trying hard, and Jax, both of them were working really, really hard, and I admire the effort they put in, but just not quite hitting those notes. Let's go back to who we thought were good. Um, anybody else you thought Sean? I thought Marsha was solid in her character. Marsha gets comedy as well. Yeah. She got like this ditzy girl yeah. who did the whole mistake of putting the ashes in the brownies. Ha ha. This ha. was another episode of the Brady Bunch. It was. And I think it was. since she takes her character from the Brady Bunch, which is an American sitcom, mm. I think she kind of got the assignment. And I do feel like she it showed it carried it carried. Yeah. I loved Malaysia. The yeah, whole tongues. Very, very the whole tongues mm. just got me. Shum, mm. blah, blah. <laughs> very, very good. Very funny. I mean, she was one step away from the Lion King. You know, then... <laughs> you know? Malaysia Sean. 
I can see Cam and Mitch bringing baby Lily in. Oh, this is what I see. <laughs> yes. yes. And Cam and Mitch. Who's Cam? If everyone, what do you think? Who's Cam and Mitch if it was Tom and I? I think it's obvious. I'm Mitch. You're Cam. I'm Mitch. You're I'm calm. very serious. You're 100% I'm very serious. Calm. Well, Mitchell's. Mitchell's. I, I'm the uptight one. I'm Mitch. Um, we'll, we'll see what people have to say about that. Thank you. Please very write much. in, guys. Please. We're keen to hear. We're yeah. keen to hear about this. Uh, yes, Malaysia was great. Uh, Selena did a good job with I what little Selena screen time she yeah. had. She was great. What I liked about Selena is that usually what we've seen from her in um, Challenges Past is she does this kind of like Chona kind of girl and she kind of really goes over the top with that, you know, with that, um, that Latina spice, Latina which energy, is very yeah. like Gloria from Modern Family. <laughs> but she found a different level in her acting in this one. And it was so nice to see that, you know what? She has the range. She does have Tom, the range. Tom, she has the range. 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 But, but Tina, my darling, you don't have the range. But no. yeah. Selena has the range. She has the range. And I, I really did appreciate Selena. And I think she looked beautiful. She looked really good. Looked I love the, the tiger print reminded me of um, the iconic um, look of Alia on that red carpet. It was like Roberto Cavalli or something. Tiger print. We get it. You know fashion. Mm. Yeah, we get it, Tom. <laughs> okay. Selena was great. There was a, a bit that sticks out in my mind where she was having the brownie and she was like, she was like blowing. The of course that stuck out in your <laughs> it mind. Funny. It was you silly, filthy, but it was funny. You dirty, 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 dirty girl. You adulterer. Somebody else I thought had a good moment was um, Lux. She didn't get a lot of time to shine, but I remember her timing of that sounds like Big Daddy it was very sitcom-y, and I thought she hit the notes there. I think she was half and half for me because mm. that night was good, but then there was another kind of acting moment with, with one of her lines, and I was just thinking that's very white Sunday, Sunday school, <laughs> Sunday at church acting. And I was, you know, go off. Like you, know? you did. Yeah, yeah. I know all about that's Sunday you school at church. all about your acting. Yeah. <laughs> I have to give it up to, uh, Mil- uh, sorry, for Mistress. Well, I think Mistress did a, yeah, a, a, a solid job. I, no standouts. But for for a um a character that she took on, for that specific mm-hmm. character, I think that that character could have been a very um lady camden type character very i could have i could have had it's more. interesting because fancy was bosco's character in the last one she played a very old she was like the oldest prostitute on the block or something mm, okay which is interesting very very different character they reused some names but they weren't the same characters yeah I th- was entertained by Mistress. I actually really enjoyed her chemistry with Malaysia. So I think they channeled their anger into this adversarial relationship, which I really enjoyed. If I had to choose a top from this, it would be Malaysia. And I have to give, even if they didn't have big roles, they were solid in the perform in the perform in the performance, and they were solid in their characters. Mm-hmm. So I want to put Lucy up there with Anitra. One person we've not mentioned is Sasha, which is unusual not to mention Sasha. But she had oh, Sasha was good. She was good. She was good. Very little screen time. Very little screen, but, but she was very good. Her acting was no, great. She's another Solid. one who gets the kind of idea of a sitcom yes. and did everything right, and she was very very good, but didn't have much screen time. Yeah, we mentioned Spice briefly, but. I adore Spice. I think she's so lovely, but she's really struggles to step out of being Spice. She's, do you know what I mean? Is is that is that unfair? You know, for for someone whose name was Spice, she's very unseasoned, <laughs> and and her performances, she's very white chicken breast. I mean, yeah, unseasoned. So, let's be honest, Tom. I I don't feel like there's any spice, and um, that I saw today. I think she's a gorgeous girl. A gorgeous boy. I think there's so much passion and enthusiasm yeah, yeah. Um, there, and I think that she brings a lot of light in her TikToks. But I think <laughs> I think that Drag Race is such a different ball game. It is, and I really do feel that a couple of years down, two more two more seasons down yes. the line, when her and Sugar have learned to grow, you know, independently as their own. Yeah. Because I, f- I really do feel like this is the first time she's ever had to be a drag queen Step by herself. And, of, and, you, and, yeah. it, and you can see her trying to figure it out 
on the fly and it's no it's, fault yeah. of her own but I feel like I think like two more seasons down the line come and do an all-stars and then just wow us I think they will be great all-stars candidates both yeah. Sugar and Spice yeah. when they diversify their repertoire of what they can do in terms of tops I completely agree with you I think it's probably like Malaysia Anitra Lucy maybe Mistress I think that's who I'm thinking if I had to choose a bottom it would be Spice it would be Jax. It would be Aura. I'm in full agreement with and that. We've not seen the runway yet, though. And maybe Lux for me. No, no, Lux is... Don't, say, don't Lux. say no. Just just tell me what you think your bottoms should be, okay? <gasps> Sorry, I'm invalidating. This isn't Grinder, where we, you know, it's not a small sport of people. Tom, <laughs> you just tell me who you would like in the bottom. I apologize for invalidating your opinion. Though. Thank you. Um, no, I think for me, Lux is safe, safe from way from the bottom by her really good kind of, that sounds like big, like she got it in that moment for me. Well, I got it. I got it. Well, well Jane, you can't use that. Jane, that sounds like a crazy Jane, person. Jane, Jane, you can't Jane, use we that. can't use that. Am I being heard? <laughs> I need to know I'm being heard. I need to know I'm being heard. Thank um, you. I think poor Aura after the high of last week, struggled a bit this week. Jax has, Jax has been judged so unfairly all season, but this episode I do not feel she's shone. Yeah. Um, and my other is Spice. All she's right. being Spice. Yeah. We'll have a look at the runway and then final thoughts. Great. So, of course, we're going to look at the category. This is Tom's time to shine with his fashion knowledge. We're starting with Lucy LaDuca and the category is... Puffer, please. So Lucy comes out with a reference to the iconic Ghostbusters villain. You they, say you say Ghostbusters, I see Sailor Moon scale. That's in there as well because of the kind of Sailor nautical element. But her reference is, do you remember Marshmallow Man? Stay Puff Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. There was the demon that possessed the the, the yeah. like marshmallow mascot. That's what she. I mean, that's where the Puffer element Absolutely. comes in. But I do see the Sailor Moon thing as well. But like, I love this like. 80s perm she's wearing as well she's got this neat little bodysuit and the perfect overcoat that gives me a bit of a Montclair vibe very very cute very fun very camp next up we have a spice quite talk a subdued look for spice here really because usually with spice we got this kind of like club like gothic element but to me this could be like any Kardashian going on holiday to Aspen for the weekend you know in the early 2000s um it's pretty kind of quilted lavender mini dress and stuff pretty okay sasha this is really really cool she's giving me very kind of like late 90s hip-hop vibes this could be worn by Aaliyah. could be worn by lil kim this is hot she's got this like bumblebee puffer jacket but the way that she kind of disrobes and it, it kind of like creates this almost like bumblebee like abdomen at the back with the kind of suspenders. Oh, I love that. I see, I so see. So cute. And like the, the uh, suspenders, as they say, braces, as we say in the UK, um, with the like lingerie set and the hair art. She looks really, really gorgeous. I love this. She's giving me Vespa Queen realness. Vespa Queen could be QB from Darkstalkers. It's she's, gorgeous. She's I love giving it. giving us all of this. What about Lux Noir, London? I love this from Lux because, she, as, as she describes, this is a like modern take on Jack, Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy's iconic um, black and pink uh, Chanel suit. Well, it wasn't Chanel. Well, it was Chanel, but it wasn't Chanel. It was made from Chanel components, but they did this line-by-line thing with, with companies in the, in the US, and it was made in the US, but it was Chanel. But obviously, this is kind of dark because this is the suit that Jackie O was wearing when Kennedy was assassinated. And this mm. suit was spattered with, with Kennedy's blood. So to me, this is very, very drag in the sense that she's taken something that's iconic and has a dark history and reinterpreted it in her own way. And she's given it this kind of updated, modern, fetishy, latex um, kind of quilted quality, and I th I think this is really really fab. This is drag. This really really is drag. Malaysia baby doll fox. Tell me about this look. What do love, you think? You like it? You love it? You hate it? Love this a lot because it's giving me really strong Richard Quinn vibes. Richard Quinn, like many other designers, did the Montclair Genius collaboration. I think in twenty twenty. Um, 
where there were looks similar to this with a quilted over jacket, but a classic Richard Quinn kind of strong, bold print. Um, not saying it was specifically lemons. I think it was something else. But um, I like this a lot for baby doll as well, because she's mixed up her silhouette a little bit. First time we've not seen her wear a gown. Did you know that LaShawn Beyond is her drag mum and has been making a lot of her looks? Wow. Yeah. So this may be a LaShawn Beyond look, but I don't know. We'll find out. Aura Mayari. This is there's lots of elements that I like here. I think the kimono is very chic, very clever, very cool take on the theme. Very Claude Montana from the eighties. Um my one quibble is the way everything runs out towards the bottom. She's wearing these kind of like, you know, yoga pants, kind of lycra leggings. I would love it if there was like a nice boot or just something that didn't make me feel like everything ran out at the bottom. But the top half I love. What about Jax? Talk to me about Jax. I like this a lot. I think this is really fun and inventive. Again, a bumblebee theme. Interesting. Something about puffer jackets evokes bumblebees for the queens. Um, this is really cute. I like how it's cinched. Um, I like the abdomen element at the back. Um, I just like how there's this honeycomb element and the mm. booties. I think this is really cute. I think Jax looks great. I'm loving the silhouette as well. Mm. And Mistress great i really like this a lot she's given me kind of lil kim she's given me iggy azalea i like how she's not gone for a conventional jacket silhouette but has thought really carefully about how to make the most of her curvaceous um body and uh, she's got the chaps she's got the lingerie reminds me of lil kim are like it's like dolce and gabbana or something where she's got like this branded um, like two piece on. I love the mistress branding on the um, the band there. Mm-hmm. Anitra, this, this is cute. Um, I think you know she's got this furry red puffer jacket and the two piece. It's cute. It's cute. You like it? Um, I mean, she's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's perhaps not as elevated as some of the other looks we've seen this episode, but she looks really cute. Um, her hair and makeup is always gorgeous, and she's got great body. Now, Marsha's coming out with with the right amount of makeup, or does she need more? <laughs> well, Tom, what do you she, think? I think lots more than we've ever seen before. I don't want to you know tell Marsha how much makeup to they, wear. They said, Marsha, we need more makeup. And you know what she does? She puts some on her clavicle. She puts some on her, put her shoulders. She puts some on her breasts. And I do think she's got... The, <laughs> is she yeah. getting the memo? She's giving us character. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's quite simple, like Anitra's, but it's chic. Um, I like the monochromatic white take. Um, she gives it a lot of character. She's even put that red paint on her fingers to really give us... I mean, I feel chilly looking at her. A lot of character. Very is it because you're in the UK or is this what it evokes for you? I'm in quite a nice warm living room, thank you. I mean, okay. studio, studio. 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 Yeah. Studio. About 20 feet. 20 feet above. Panoramic 34 could never. 20 feet. 200 feet. <laughs> 20 stories Manchester could never. Okay. <laughs> That, what, what do you call that triangular place in London? Oh, God, Bolo. Moment's gone. Moment's gone. There we go. Uh, Selena Estides. I think this is a really clever idea because she's gone, in thinking about puffer jacket, she's used like sandwich bags to create like these little snack pockets. And the, the, the coat itself, I like a lot. And I think it's a fun idea. I did not like the reveal because the hot Cheetos look like a venereal disease. On her little crotch. Well, I think that's what she was going for, I think. I mean... Everything above the crotch I like. I I love your mind, Selena. I just, I just again, I don't Do you know understand. What? She's very inventive. She's really inventive and she really, like, takes it there. She's brave. The coat I like and I like the idea of these snack bags and I love that. I just, <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm just a prude, but I wasn't a fan of the reveal. Okay. Tom, who are your winners and your bottom three this week. I'll start because... You go, you go. The top three for myself would be Malaysia. Mm-hmm. It would be based on the... Uh, I always base most points on the actual maxi challenge because, yeah. of course, that's what you have to learn and apply yourself in the moment when you're there as opposed to something that you have to prepare before you come on. And it's not necessarily your own work that you're preparing when it's the wrong way. It's other people doing it for you. So I always give more points to the actual Maxi Challenge. For me, I loved 
Lucy and Anitra's solid performance in their small roles because yeah. if, if for me it felt very real in the sitcom very organic um, yeah, very, very real in, yeah. in the environment of sitcom mm. it was good it wasn't over it was it was perfect they had it on the head so them two were up there and I'm putting them up there with Malaysia so it's Malaysia, Anitra and Sasha sorry Malaysia, Anitra and um, Lucy my yeah. bottoms this week would be I think it would be Spice Mm-hmm. It would be Jax. It would be anyone else that just didn't shine. Aura. I mean, yeah. I mean, Aura's runway is fantastic, even if I didn't like the bottom half. Jax looks fab as well. Jax is so petite compared to this, isn't she? Um, looking at the lineup here. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much in full agreement with your assessment there. Like Lucy, Anitra, Malaysia were fab. Mistress was great as well, and her runway look is fab too. I'd I mean, Marsha of... was good too. Marsha, yeah. I would say her runway might not be quite as top tier as, say, Mistress's mm-hmm. to like push her up there. And I agree with your bottoms, unfortunately. And for Spice, you know. I wish for Mistress that her front, the, the bottom part, that it was a bit more flattened because it can there's, look like nappies. There's a little bit of a bad angle that we're looking at here. Well, I'm seeing nappies from this angle. <laughs> well, I mean, a, I, we don't your eyes. We don't feel ashamed because people are into that. So we're <laughs> not. not the we're nappies. not. We, we, Tom, it, it is. A, it, it is a there, finish. There is it's a, a thing. line, though. There is a line. Yes, and, and the line goes all around the waist and down the thighs, and it's called a nappy, <laughs> and it's a fetish. <laughs> okay, we do not feel ashamed on this podcast. Oh, but nappies. Um, although we, we, we although I do want you to know that when the mics are off, we absolutely judge. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely judge, but we're we're proper. When the, yeah, that's not how you talk when the lights are on. <laughs> <laughs> okay so transparent to me gone <laughs> do we I, agree then on our tops and bottoms i i think we're in almost unanimous agreement uh, let's see what they say hi we're back hi how are you <laughs> so <laughs> i sound like i've never never spoken on microphone before um so the winner this week was mistress the lovely mistress isabel brooks fantastic um we had malaysia and um anitra and uh masha as high unusual to have yeah. seven being judged but there we go now bottom three were as we preducted actually um jacks and spice and aura and the bottom two we had aura and jacks now what did you think of the lip sync powder the lip sync between aura and jacks yes it, for me straight away like in the first 20s first 15 of maybe 10 seconds mm. jacks She's really compelling. Jax. She's really amazing mover. She is. She, you know what? She. Un- I mean, I didn't understand that feedback last week about her being like early because I didn't see that. Mm. Um, but, I think that was. I think that was bollocks to put her in the bottom. But I do want to say that this week, Jax was so amazing. She understands texture and movement. Mm. And she understands. She understands. You know how how to create a build up, as in like she'll go sharp, sharp, and then she'll do like a stunt, and then she just mm. simmers into a movement and simmers into a moment. Yeah, she's so good at doing that, and that's so exciting to watch. You know, you don't always want to watch someone at a hundred. You also yeah. you also don't want to watch someone just stay at fifty. Mm-hmm. But she really knows how to mix it up. It's exciting, and even. Even before the stunts came, she showed that movements in her. It, it, it's something that she knows how to do. It's, it, Definitely. it's in her. Yeah. The the you know the, the rap, the talking, the movement, and then she added in dance, and then she added in stunts, and then she combined the whole lot. Jax was amazing. It was an eyegasm. I really, loved watching really her. Or it was good as well. Or it was good. She was fab. She was fab. She showed us what she meant when she said that she was a really good lip syncer. I just feel like Jax was better in yeah. this scenario. And, you know, we, we talk about like queens like Queen Kong showing us moves we've never seen before. I felt like that with Jax as well. The acrobatics and the gymnastics were amazing. Beautiful. Jax, it was, it was a beautiful. It was lovely. It was a great lip sync. It was a great, sh- a great showcase of what she can do. And I loved it. She was really, really good. Now, in this situation, we have Aura who has a win and has never been in the bottom two. And we have Jax who has not got a win, but she has been in the bottom two before. However, for me, the strength of the performance was 
Go yeah, on. Warrants yeah. a um a person with a win to go home. So my my yeah. win goes to Miss Jax. I agree. So Jax obviously won, and we say goodbye to Aura, Maori. which is um you know our first queen with a win to go home. Which is so always a landmark moment. It shows that the competition is really heating up. Well, they should have just given it to Sasha last week. <laughs> wow, that's up for debate. Bay, you can hear what we said last week, but yeah, um, I'm excited for next week though because it's a lip sync lala perusa, and I'm all about the performances. So I'm always is. able to see. I, I just want to see Anitra dance again. Oh I'm not gosh. gonna lie, it's good. I mean, seeing Jack's lip sync is always a treat, but especially today, it's great. gonna be really fabulous. I mean, sad to see Aura go. You know, she did have a win under a belt. At least she had that high point. Yeah, um, yeah. but there we go. She she just didn't win the lip sync this week no no it's not easy it's not easy it's not being easy, a drag queen on RuPaul's drag races <laughs> no it's not just your own talent it's the story that you bring it's whether that matches up with what the producers and the story producers want mm. I mean so you know I, Aura is an amazing queen she's she gonna really do is. she's gonna do amazing things we're gonna see them performing live touring so Here go and are. support your favorites thank you everyone for watching you you inhaled there were you going to speak i was just going to say there's a, a promo came up for um, drag race belgique there okay and and, and drag race Sverge. um the cast has been announced as well I mean, cool just thoughts in okay the well we'll discuss that off air before you try to call me out I, I want to create an expectation yeah, yeah. to gain power okay. um, well, so. let us know what you want us to do everyone thank you so much for listening to Spilling the Jeans Team podcast if you're not following us on social media why not there's Twitter there's Instagram and there's a bad TikTok but you know it's gonna <laughs> it I am trying it's just really hard to keep it up exists. because people just keep on uploading and I just I just don't have the time <laughs> like, I don't have the time you know I'm busy I'm at the gym I'm, I'm sleeping you're or doing I'm at the, the gym or I'm sleeping <laughs> They say they say you do the best pull-ups oh, in Merseyside. Okay, enough, enough, because I'm getting shy. Everyone, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Make sure to write us a review if you haven't done that. Um, um, really, say we hi. We do value um, reviews, guys, especially the positive reviews. Yeah, five stars um, only, as you know. Um, they do really, really help us out with the algorithm and yeah. stuff. So basically, if you would like other people to hear the podcast, then write us a review. Cool. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. 